Hello everybody, it's so good to be together today and I trust that as we delve into the Word of God, you're able to find encouragement as I have found encouragement in preparing this Word for you. Have you ever torn a muscle or stretched a muscle for that matter? In March 2017, I had the privilege of being in the Middle East and uh, while we were there, I got to go wakeboarding, uh, if you can call it wakeboarding what I was doing. But uh, I was rounding a corner in the Middle East on this wakeboard. I am very much not competent at this. It's not my sport. And uh, as I was rounding the corner, I I knew I was going too fast. I knew there was too much strain and pressure on my body. And it was not geared to handle what was going on. And uh, I came tumbling down. Uh, Everybody on the boat, it was a a big laugh. Uh, But I knew that I had done some damage to myself. Uh, I had, as it turns out, actually stretched or, or, a, or a, a micro tear on my groin. And now at the best of times, that is a horrible thing to experience. Uh, the added pain for me was that one month later, I was doing a big endurance race that I had been training for for six months. And, uh, and so I kind of kept it on the low down. I ended up doing that endurance race. I did not finish it. Uh, but I had to endure a whole lot of pain that I wouldn't have had to endure Had I been able to wakeboard around the corner, had my body uh, been flexible enough to handle the fall and what it was going through in unusual circumstances. And it's got me thinking, that that reminded me of uh, just going through this time. We've had our president, Cyril Ramaphosa, announce on Thursday night uh, what's going forward for our country. And just a little side note, I'm so proud of our president and I trust you are too. Just him and his advisors, they're being so clear and thought through. And it's great to be able to follow a leader like this or leadership like that, where there is clarity and we know what's going on. And so uh, a big thumbs up to Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, Keep praying for him. Keep praying for his family. Keep praying for his advisors as they continue to make decisions which affect all of our daily lives. But just getting back to, uh, to me, just wishing I had been a little bit more flexible. Uh, as I have gone on on my sporting journey, uh, much more low-key, uh, I've come across this concept called flexibility versus mobility. Flexibility versus mobility. And uh, all the strength conditioning coaches today would say it's not about how flexible you are, it's about how mobile you are. And what they mean by this is this. Do you have strength at the full range of your flexibility. And so in the olden days, whatever that may be to you, uh, we were taught to warm up. You'd have to stretch. And the idea is to become more flexible uh, because when you take hits, I, I used to play a bit of rugby. When you, when you took a hit, your body would go into shapes and forms that uh, were not usual for it. And if you were flexible, you'd be able to handle that. But science has moved on and saying, actually, that flexibility is not the only thing that counts. It's actually about being strong in the flexibility. It's about being fully mobile. And as I've thought about that and as I've developed my thoughts around it, uh, I've kind of thought, hey, we're in a season where we're having to be flexible. As a church, we're having to be flexible. This is very different to what we would normally be doing. You're sitting uh, on your own or with your family uh, on the other side of a screen to me as I'm preaching this word to you. That is having to be flexible. The way we're doing community right now, having to be flexible. We had dinner with some friends the other night uh, across a screen. It was quite weird, and yet, and yet we were able to experience community through that moment. And so we're having to experience flexibility, flexibility in our workplaces, flexibility in our finances. Uh, But what that flexibility does cause for us, uh, for some of us, it means that actually by the day or, or even by the minute, there are hopes and dreams that might be diminishing. There may be some of you who had weddings planned 
And uh, your hopes and dreams of being able to do that with a big crowd are diminishing right now. Uh, you may have hoped for new employment. And right now, that seems to be uh, kind of getting away from you. Maybe it's diminishing a little bit. And so even in the flexibility, what's happening is we may be having to cope with this, but are we strong in it? And so what I want to talk to us today about is having listened to Ram Cyril Ramaphosa and uh, this lockdown and the easing of it and what it looks like is we know we're going to be in this for a long time. But that doesn't have to be bad news to us. And so I want to look at the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and find the good news for us. How can we be mobile, not just flexible? How can we gain strength on the edges of our flexibility. If I had been strong, not just uh, flexible at that day of uh, wakeboarding, which I really shouldn't have been doing because I'm no good at it, uh, I might not have stretched my muscle, which put strain on me, which caused me to limp for years. Even to this day, I still battle with it. And so at this time, I, my desire for us is that we wouldn't get out of it having or get, get out of this in bad shape where we've got a limp for years uh, beyond this COVID-19 lockdown and alleviation of it and what it may look like. I want us to come out of this strong because we are a mobile people. And so I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. It says this, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or remain absent, like right now we're absent from one another, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit. That is my dream for us, that we would stand firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. I absolutely love these words, standing firm in one spirit and then uh, in one mind, striving together for the faith the faith. Of the gospel. And uh, so, what I want to talk about today is just three things that I think may be able to help us find strength at the outermost reaches of our flexibility because we're all finding ourselves at the outermost reaches of our flexibility right now. But I don't want us to limp going forward. I want us to be strong. And so these are the three words that uh, I'm going to say to you. And then I'm going to just spend a few minutes working each one out. The first one is this we need to find perseverance. In order to be strong on the outermost parts of our flexibility, we need to find perseverance. Number two, we need to change our grip. I'm going to explain what that means. And number three, we need to find community. Perseverance, changing grip, and community are three things that we can do to strengthen ourselves at this time that we would be mobile, not just flexible. And so let's look at perseverance. In order to persevere, we need to know our why. Why are we enduring what we're enduring? Why, why should we invest in this time? Why should we put in things into play? Why do we need to persevere? We have to look at that. And again, I want to use a muscle analogy. Uh, and uh, forgive me if sports is not your thing, but uh, it, it, is, it is something that I love. Uh, and so I find these analogies helpful. And I think it would still, even with if, whether you uh, know sports, love sports, don't love sports, uh, you'd still be able to appreciate the example and what that means for us. But there is this term called uh, hypotrophy uh, or hypertrophy, depending on where you're from in the world. And what it means is that our true strength comes from time under tension. Our true strength is, is not found in lifting heavier weights. It's found in time under tension. And so what does that mean for us? Well, it means this, that uh, I, I'm fully aware that everybody's circumstance is a little bit different. There are some 
whose uh, home situations are not really impacted at this time. And yet there are others who are battling to put food on the table. So I'm aware that I'm speaking to a, a, a wide spectrum of people right now. But uh, everyone is feeling a degree of tension. Things are not the same. They're not what they were. There is no normal anymore. Uh, there is a new normal, and the new normal is changing every time the president gets up to address us. And it's going to be like that for months ahead, if not years. And so we are under tension. We are spending time under tension. And so the, the word I want to give to you just around perseverance is this, that time under tension is good for building strength. Let's embrace it. Let's, let's uh, find our perseverance because we know that in this moment, God is doing something. If we look through history, if we look at Israel's journey, if we look at even individuals in God's story as we read the scriptures, whenever they came under tension, God was doing something for a greater story, for a greater story, for Israel to be a greater blessing to the nations, for Abraham to be a blessing to the nations, for David to be a blessing. And so there was always something more that would come out of it. His desire, God's desire for people going through tension would be that time under tension would develop strength. And so firstly, when we understand why do we need to persevere, what is the why behind this? It's for this reason that God is desiring to do something with you in your families, in your businesses, in your workplaces, with us as a church. He's looking to add strength to us so that when we come out of this, there is greater glory. We can be of one mind in faith for the gospel, advancing the gospel. And so that is a why we should endure this time. That is a why we should go through this time. That is a why as to why we should embrace this time. We should be going, thank you, God, that there is time now where we are under tension, that you are developing strength in us, developing strength on the outermost parts of our flexibility so that we can come out stronger, that we can come out advancing your gospel. That is why we would look to persevere. The second thing I would like to say to us is this, that uh, we may need to change grip. Uh, I was just, uh, Stephen Furtick leads a, leads a church in the U.S. And uh, I was watching something that he was saying just this past week. And he said he used to suffer from tennis elbow. Now, for those of you that don't know what tennis elbow is or golfer's elbow, uh, it's when, you, when you're lifting a weight uh, or when you're gripping, uh, there's a pain that comes into your joints over here. And uh, Stephen Furtick uh, is not a golfer and he's not a tennis player, but he, is, he does enjoy lifting weights. And so he went to a medical expert, a professional, and he said, hey, listen, I'm struggling from this thing called tennis elbow, but uh, is it because I'm lifting too heavy weights? Is that what's causing the, pro the problem? And the advice that came back to him was, no, it's not that you're lifting too heavy weights, uh, at which case he, <laughs> you can see his uh, male ego going, uh. Okay, so I'm not struggling because I'm lifting really heavy weights. It was, no, no, your weights are completely manageable. It's just that you're holding on too tight. Your grip is too strong. And uh, as he shared that, it just, uh, it just struck me. And then Cyril Ramaphosa speak, spoke on Thursday night. And uh, the thought developed, hey, maybe at this point in time, maybe at this point in time, we need to just change our grip. Maybe we need to loosen our grip on some things. The weight that we are carrying, and again, I'm aware that there are varying degrees of weight that we are carrying right now uh, from, uh, from, again, as some of you are struggling just to, to earn an income or to put food on a table, I, I get that as a weight to carry. But I want to say this, that it is a weight that you are able to carry. God has perfectly gifted you to be able to carry the weight right now. So it's not that the weight is too heavy, but maybe our grip on it. And then there are others, uh, so depending on where you fall into the spectrum, but maybe right now what God is giving us the opportunity to do is to loosen our grip. To loosen our grip on 
on where we thought our provision would come from. Maybe it's to loosen our grip on certain patterns or ways of life. Maybe it's to loosen our grip on, uh, on financial matters. Maybe it's to loosen our grip. Maybe we're getting tennis elbow. Maybe this time under tension uh, is not working just simply because our grip is wrong. And maybe we need to take hold of new things. Maybe we need a new grip. We need to adjust our grip and we need to move on. And so I want to just speak these words to us that changing grip is sometimes what is necessary in order to keep adding strength at the end range of our motion, at the end range of our flexibility as we're all having to be. And so I would encourage you to, uh, to loosen your grip on some things and to take hold of other things. We are able to carry the weight that is being asked of us to carry right now. And so maybe just one thing. So where do we need to shift our grip? What do we need to shift our grip onto? And so I, I would shift us now to the third thing, which is community. I would like to just land, I suppose, this message with this point, community. In January of 2018, Theresa May, who was the UK Prime Minister, appointed for the very first time a loneliness minister and quote unquote, to tackle the sad reality of modern life. What a statement that at government level, a minister had to be released to take care of the sad reality of modern life. What are we gripping onto that is causing us to do this? And uh, science would go on to say that individualism, the, the rise against uh, a generation where it was all kind of autocratic leadership, where the individual, where we thought we would be most free if we could take charge of our lives, the, the science, the human science behind it would say it only leads to loneliness, which is now resulting in government intervention. What a tragedy for us as a people. The former Surgeon General of the U.S. health system, Vivek Murphy, wrote this. He wrote in the Harvard Business Review. During my years, the most common pathology I saw was not heart disease or diabetes. It was loneliness. The great pathology of our lives today. See, when Jesus called his disciples to follow him, he wasn't just calling them to follow him in isolation or in individuality. He was adding them to a community. So the very call of Jesus is to community. And this is the good news of today, that we have a community. You can change your grip to be able to take hold of community, which will add strength to you at this time. And so I'm going to look at just a couple of things that can help us. What does community look like? What does Jesus' community look like? Because we clearly have got it wrong, the fact that we have to appoint, or the, the UK government had to appoint a loneliness minister. So let's just take a minute to have a look at what Jesus community looks like. So as we look at what Jesus's community looked like, this is what, what he would live. He, he lived in a community. He lived in kind of language today, a co-housing commune, a co-housing, mobile co-housing community. And uh, his call was to be part of a community which followed him. We see from the disciples that he would call, he called 12 of them to come and follow. And uh, they weren't based on education. He had fishermen and he had educated men. He had Simon the Zealot who would go out to, to press against the Roman Empire and Matthew, a tax collector, who had sold out to the Roman Empire. And so he had these two guys in his community. And so what we see from the community of Jesus is that it wasn't based on race. It wasn't based on gender. It wasn't based on, uh, it wasn't based on education or economic status. 
everybody was invited into the community of Jesus. And so just to take a little side moment, maybe you're watching this and you feel that you're not worthy to be part of the community that is Jesus's, the church. I want to say, Jesus, the invite goes out to everybody, regardless of background, economic ability, financial ability, race, gender, regardless. Jesus invites you to come into that story. But uh, we also see that some people declined him. Some people jumped at it and some declined. And I want to encourage you today, maybe you're still holding on too tight to some things and you're getting tennis elbow and you're maybe flexible but not mobile, no strength at the end of your movement or at the end of your flexibility. Uh, I would encourage you today, reconsider joining Jesus' community. Reconsider throwing yourself in to what that community would look like. Because often what we do is we mistake a couple of things for community. And today I just want to highlight two. We mistake connectivity as community. And I want to say this world has never been more connected. And yet a loneliness minister has to be appointed. And so connection can't be the definition of community. Yes, in community we need connection. But community is more than that. Uh, we are more connected on our social media feeds to then to 100 to 150 people, which we know social science or human science would say is the ideal size of community. Uh, and, and many of us are connected to more. But but we don't please don't make the mistake of thinking that connectivity is community. It's a part of. But also don't make the mistake of thinking chemistry defines community. Uh, chemistry. I love chemistry. There, there are certain people that I just get on better with. Uh, I want to tell you that Matthew would not have got on well with Simon the Zealot. They were completely opposed to each other in their political views and everything. And so it can't just be chemistry. And yes, I enjoy hanging out with guys that want to talk about sports because it's a common interest for me. And yes, I want to talk, uh, hang out with guys that are on a similar, similar age and stage of life to me. Uh, there's chemistry in that. But community is far deeper. I can have community with people a generation or two generations older than me or a generation or two generations younger than me. Why? Because the common interest point is Jesus as we follow him. And so Jesus' community just looks a little bit different to probably something of our pseudo-community of today. Our pseudo-community where we possibly arrive on a Sunday, but we put on our best foot. We, we, we put on our, a mask and we don't really reveal our true self. We're not vulnerable and accountable, which would be two words that would define community in Jesus's, uh, in Jesus's mind. Vulnerability and accountable. We can be fully ourselves and others can help uh, hold us to the things that we are revealing, the ways in which we fall short of Jesus, uh, his patterns and his ways. And we're so thankful that Jesus makes up our lack. But we want to help each other become better. And so Jesus' community would look a little different. Jesus' community centerpiece was not around a platform. It was around a table where he would be able to sit with people and he would be able to talk. And people would be able to say, hey, I didn't do this well today. And in a community of love and grace, they can say, all right, we're going to check up on you in the next week and help you become better. And so I want to encourage you, change your grip. Change it to community. Hold on to community at this time. Invest yourself. Become vulnerable to a group of people. Become accountable to a group of people. If we want to be mobile, not just flexible at this time, this is what it's going to take. It's going to take perseverance. It's going to take changing our grip, loosening our grip on some things, holding on a bit tighter to other things. That's what we're going to need to do. And the one of the things that we need to change our grip towards is community. This Jesus community that we can take hold of. And so I want to encourage you, friends. In this season, 
where we know we've got months, if not years ahead of us. My desire, my absolute desire is that you will come out of the strong, that we will come out of the strong, that the desire of God for us and the reshaping of who we are and who we are as a community, that we would embrace that. We would not turn away from it. We would not just be flexible, but come out of this with a limp. We would come out with our, our heads held high and in, in one spirit, we'd be able to stand firm. And in one spirit, we'd be able to take the gospel forward. That is my desire for you. And so Jesus invites you into that story. And I, on behalf of Jesus today, invite you into that story. And so choose him. Maybe you're sitting there uh, today behind the other side of the screen and you have never said yes to Jesus. You've never trusted him to be your savior and to be your Lord. Friends, I want to tell you that it will be the best, the greatest decision you can ever make. If uh, there is ever a day to say yes to Jesus, to put your trust into him, that your flexibility, which which is being forced upon you, can become mobile, which is in your hands to do, it would be to say yes to Jesus. Embrace this season. Embrace the fact that he is your savior, that your sins are forgiven, that in your rebellion to God and doing things your own way, that God is able to cover that by what Jesus has done on the cross. So say yes to Jesus. And if you decide today to commit your life to Jesus on the left of the screen or uh, below, depending on what device you're watching on, there's a little icon, which is a raised hand. And it says, I've committed my life to Jesus today. Would you please just click on that so that we can know. And then would you email care at anthem.org.za, care at anthem.org.za, so that we can know you made a decision today. We would love to help you take your next step and help you rearrange your grip so that you can persevere and get into community with us, a community that will help you to flourish so that you don't need a loneliness minister, but you have this community that can add strength to you. And to the rest of us, may I ask you to press into community at this time. Shift your grip. Don't be isolated. Don't be individual. Don't don't follow after your own heart. Press into the way of Jesus. Press into community at this time because it helps you add strength onto the outermost parts of your flexibility. This is my desire for you. Let's pray together. Jesus, we want to thank you that you are the giver of good gifts. We thank you that even this time where we are feeling under pressure, time under tension, it is your desire that we would be able to add strength to ourselves, both in an individual capacity as well as to us as a community that follows you, Jesus. And so for all of those that raise their hands today, all of those that have put their trust in you, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for your blood and your body that was given in order that we may be set free, that we may find true freedom. And so we thank you, Spirit of God, that you would come upon each of those people right now to secure their identity and to secure their future, that today their futures are unlocked under the patterns and the plans of our Father in heaven. And for the rest of us, Spirit of God, I pray that even in the midst of us having to be flexible, even in the midst of us having to stretch at this time, would you add strength to us? Would we persevere because we understand that you're doing something glorious in the, across, across the globe at this point in time as you reshape things and reprioritize things in humanity? Would you help us, Spirit of God, to, to let go, not hold on so tight and so that there is a pain in our bodies? Would you help us to let go of things, to put our trust in you to be the God of our provision? to put our trust in you in terms of the patterns of life and what's important, that we may walk humbly with you. And may we change our grip to take hold of community, this beautiful, this beautiful group of people that you call us to walk with as we follow you. 
not always agreeing uh, educationally, not always agreeing ideologically, not always uh, agreeing uh, because we have different views and things, not of the same sex, not of the same background or culture, but this beauty. But we have one thing in common, which is you, Jesus. And so we follow you in community, the beauty of being vulnerable and accountable. And so strengthen us this day. Uh, strengthen us this day, we pray, as our desire is to be mobile and strong as we are stretched. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you, everybody, and thank you so much for being a part of today.